Hello and welcome. You're listening to our Market Lane Coffee Podcast, and this is the 16th episode of our Coffee Rollout series, where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. My name is Einar, and I'm here with Jason. And the coffee we're talking about today is a coffee we got to know last year, and it's very exciting to have it back. It is La Estrella from Rural region of Colombia. Hello, Jason. Hello, Einar. Hello, everyone. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. The La Estrada was popular with both staff and customers last year, and it uh, was on the shelf twice around this time, early spring and around Christmas time. And apart from being delicious, I think it's a really interesting coffee to talk about when we talk about the terroir or the taste of origin and how climate, soil and terrain affects the taste of the coffee. So first of all, the elevation is extremely high for this coffee. It's grown around 2,100 meters, which makes the climate fairly cool. It's reaching about 12 to 25 degrees on average, uh, which is ideal for slow ripening coffee. Yeah, it is a unique region in Colombia. A lot of the other farms we visited were basically above large rivers. So there would be a, a valley with a big river running through it. And then up the sides of the valley, the uh, elevation would go up to 2100. And typically we'd find farms at the, the sort of the top of those those hills. Um, Urao is a little bit different because um, it's sort of a plateau. So it sits quite high, but it doesn't, doesn't have those huge sort of sloping hills that we see a lot in other parts of Colombia. So it's, it's definitely unique. In talking to Leonardo, he thought that Urao was one of the best places to grow coffee in Colombia because the climate was really stable. So lots of lots of rain, a very high humidity. And then, yeah, that perfect temperature range, um, you know, 16 to 21 degrees with a very low average temperature of just, just 19 degrees. And that's, that's perfect for growing coffee. And when I say it's perfect for growing coffee, I mean, it replicates some parts of Ethiopia where coffee sort of evolved into the plant that it is. So it's conditions that are really well suited to the plant, which makes it ideal for coffee. Um, you also mentioned that we had it twice last year and they're actually from different shipments as well. So in a lot of parts of Colombia, we're actually seeing coffee being picked, you know, almost year round, if not, not just the main crop and the, the sort of fly crop or the secondary crop. But even more often than that, we went to some areas in Tolima where we, we didn't expect people to be harvesting coffee. And they were because they had had sort of inconsistent rains and uh, inconsistent weather patterns that they weren't used to. So it's, it's sort of fortunate for smaller farms that they're able to, to pick more, more frequently. Another interesting point about this coffee is the, the varietal Shirosa. Uh, it's well suited to cold climate and also more productive than the typical uh, varietal that is grown there, Katura. That's right. We sort of need to correct the record on this one. I think maybe for the last Chiroso coffee we had a while ago for our podcast, we'd said that the Chiroso variety was native or indigenous to that part of Urao, and that's not quite correct. It had been planted there for quite a while, but it's not a uh, mutation from Bourbon or Typica. It's actually a different, it's from a different genetic line, more closely associated with the Ethiopian land race varieties. In talking to Leonardo a little while ago, he had mentioned that a doctor in um, genetics had done some testing on the Chiroso variety, and he had established this link between Ethiopian land race varieties and Chiroso, and that it was much more closely associated. Um, And there's some speculation as to how it actually arrived in Urao and why it's so widely planted. And Leonardo speculates that there was a producer in a local town uh, close to Urao called Betulia, 
And probably they got some of this variety from Seni Cafe, which is the part of the FNC, the Colombian Coffee Federation. And at Seni Cafe, they have a very large varieties garden. They, they have about 600 varieties of Arabica coffee, um, but they also have actually different species of coffee like Eugenoids and Liberica and things like that as well. So after planting it, they found it was quite a highly productive plant, reasonably resistant to some fungus and disease. So it, it ended up being quite a prolifically planted variety in itself but not really anywhere else in Colombia. Um, it's only recently they've discovered that the cup profile is really good and that's sort of been helped along by its participation in cup of excellence as well. Yep and I should introduce Leonardo a bit better I suppose. <laughs> Leonardo is the uh, the owner of a, a new farm called Las Palomas that we had a little while ago I think from episode six maybe yes. did the rollout. We've also published a long interview that we had with Leonardo which is really interesting as well so give that a listen. But Leonardo as well as owning Las Palomas is he's the director of coffee for Pergamino. He's studying microbiology or at least has some background in it and he does a lot of work with producers in terms of agronomy so helping them pick varieties and helping them diagnose problems on their producers farms. Yeah so Giros as a varietal offers a unique complex cup profile and Arise getting more recognition as a specialty coffee origin. Yeah, I think traditionally it was seen as a, a place that would produce like quite large volumes of coffee, but not necessarily um, specialty coffee. But especially with the Cup of Excellence results, we're seeing that change. So quite typical for Urao is that the farms tend to be quite small. Uh, this one here is about 1.5 hectares. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the farm and farmers? Yeah, so the owner of the farm is uh, John Bermudez Alexander um, and his wife Jenny. They have one daughter and they have chosen to plant Churroso for, I guess, the cup quality, the cup profile and the resulting high prices that the cup profile will bring. It's quite a small farm um, in terms of global standards, but it's it's fairly typical to um, Urao in Colombia. It's only 1.5 hectares. For us, that means it produces probably around 45, 50, 60 kilo bags per year. The lot size we bought this time, I think, was only about 1,500 kilos. So it, yeah, probably only about 15, 15 of those bags. And the name of the farm, La Estrella, it, it means star. And it could be because of the very high elevation that this um, farm is sitting at. And I guess the other unique thing about this farm is the way that they process coffee. Actually, unique to Urao itself is the way that they process coffee. So it's a wash process coffee, which means it's uh, pulped and then fermented before it's in dry parchment. But the way that it's pulped is kind of unique. So John and a lot of other producers in Urao will actually ferment several days worth pickings of coffee um, in the same tank. So they'll pick on Monday and pulp Monday afternoon and leave it in the fermentation tank. And then on Tuesday, they'll do the same thing into the same tank so with the coffee that's already been sitting there for 24 hours wednesday thursday they'll do the same thing so by friday there'll be coffee in there from you know monday tuesday wednesday thursday's pickings and seemingly it would be fermenting you know at different rates or at different progressions but actually they found that the low temperature of the farm means that it doesn't over ferment and actually the ph balance changes every time fresh coffee is added so the bacteria doesn't necessarily just keep fermenting coffee that had been in there longer but it, it sort of moves on to the unfermented lot it sounded a little bit wild to me when i first heard about it but again in speaking to leonardo who has a background in microbiology thought it was a great idea and also the resulting cup profile i think really is the proof itself like it's it's got an excellent cup 
I guess the other sort of unusual way that um, the coffee is processed on this farm compared to other farms around the world is that the drying patio for the coffee is actually on the roof of the house. And that's it's sort of to save space, but it's mostly to save like covered space. Because it rains so much in Urao and parts of Colombia, they actually have to cover the drying patios completely to protect it from the rain. So in putting it on the roof, they can sort of cover it and have it dried and it, it protects the house as well from, from the rain. You already mentioned Leonardo and Pergamino just before, and Pergamino is one of the exporters that we work with that is exporting coffee from um, Colombia. Could you tell us a little bit more about how these coffees arrive to Australia? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pergamino is the only exporter we work with in Colombia, and we've been working with uh, Pedro, who's the owner of Pergamino, for a few years, I think since 2016. Um, we started buying directly from there in 2017, and we chose to work with Pedro because the quality of coffee he sources is excellent, and he takes a lot of care in, in terms of how the coffee is handled throughout the whole supply chain, and his values as well are really closely aligned with ours. He's come up with a really interesting and clear system of buying coffee or working with coffee farmers. And that's having it basically scored in a very simple fashion um, with very clear and transparent pricing for producers. And then also passing on any benefits in terms of price back to producers if it's designated as like a a micro lot or if the quality is better than expected or if the coffee ends up being sold for more than they initially expected. So Pedro started out in coffee actually not too long ago. Um, he studied. He spent a bit of time in the United States studying economics and, and business, but returned to Colombia with a, a real passion to learn more about coffee and to develop the coffee business. His family owns quite a large estate in Colombia called Santa Barbara, and that's in the um, Antioquia state of uh, Colombia. And this farm has you know, steadily grown over the last few decades, but more recently they've started to sort of consolidate it down and to focus more on specialty. So the business that Pedro sort of is in the process of taking over is not only the coffee farm, Santa Barbara Estate, which is quite a large quite a large estate. It's also the exporting arm of the business. So finding really special small lots, working with producers and exporting really top quality coffee to people like us. And then the third arm is actually like a roasting and retail arm. So they sell quite a lot of roasted coffee, not only in Medellin, but also from their website directly into the States. Pedro was telling me they have a lot of tourists come down from the United States. They come to Medellin, they have a great cup of coffee and they want to you know keep buying. He said that their website's actually doing really well and they they do roast quite a lot of coffee for the internal Colombian market, but also for the United States as well. So Pergamino, the the roasting and retail arm, has got, I think, six locations. It's a similar size to Market Lane, actually. You know, it's really well branded. Pedro, I I don't know how he does it, but he does a a lot of work for all three sort of areas of the business. And he's constantly doing things like answering social media inquiries for for the Pergamino cafes or his, you know, forward buying currency so he can export coffee or he's talking to the farm manager of Santa Barbara. He's very busy and he has a huge amount of control over a very broad range of uh, the coffee business in Colombia. So he's a really interesting guy and we had a great time traveling with him. I think most of all, he's just really passionate about um, the producers and making sure that they get a really great price for the coffee they, they sell. And he's also really passionate about just the coffee itself. He's the kind of guy that would bring the AeroPress on the farm visit and brew the coffee at the top of the hill, you know, carefully with the little stove and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's quite passionate about the taste of coffee itself. And do they specialize in one region of Colombia or is it nationwide it's nationwide they they probably specialize in Tolima and Antioquia but they also have uh, they also buy coffee and export coffee from Huila and Nariño as well yeah so Antioquia is the state and Urao is uh... Urao is a small town in Antioquia uh, we brewed some of the Las Raya 
earlier today and um, had a little taste. Uh, do you want to share some of your tasting notes? Yeah, we brewed a pour over earlier. We found the cup to be a little bit strong, but really got some lovely tasting notes out of it. Overall, I found the cup really sweet and jammy with a lot of florals. Some green notes like green apple, a little bit herbaceous, like sort of like rosemary or something. Mid palate, I found some chocolate, baking spices, a bit of cardamom. On the end, a nice lingering sort of lemon floral taste. And then right at the very end of the palate, some notes of like cola and dried fruit. Um, as it settles down, both in the green coffee and, and roasted, this is only a couple of days off roast, I'd expect it to be a lot more floral and sweet overall. Some notes of dried fruit and a really sort of jammy sweetness. What did you find in the cup, Ina? Mm, I, I found it to be sweet, quite high in acidity. Um, I think the last cup that we tasted was maybe on the strong side, so a little bit heavier body. Yeah, I got floral, plum, what they call low acidity tropical fruits, like kiwi, papaya, got a bit of strawberries as well. Uh, it doesn't smell fruity when you grind it, but it's more fruity in the cup. I got some notes of uh, cocoa or chocolate as well. Yeah. Yeah, I expect this will be a, a favorite amongst the staff. Similar to the Las Palomas, similar region, similar variety. Overall, I think it'll be delicious. Livestrada is a washed processed Shirosa varietal from the Urao region of Colombia. The tasting notes are floral with currants and cola. This coffee retails for $20 for 250 gram and $6.80 per cup. You will find it on the shelf and the menu until end of October. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at training at marketlane.com.au. Yep, thank you for listening. Goodbye.